the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by the Green Deco, making your garden beautiful. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast podcast. This is episode 31 and I'm still Elaine. And I'm Julia. And at this point, usually we say how we're going to get in touch. We say who we are. Ooh, we are all the... prepared for that. Oh, are you? What yeah. are we? The Potty, Potty Plotters. Plotters. Yeah, there you go. There you a little bit of a talking part in there, Julia. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to just say thank you to everybody who's been getting in touch because we have had people who have been getting in touch and this is where we tell everybody how to get in touch, Julia. Is this my speaking yes, part? Yes, Right, okay. So if you want to get in contact with us via our social media channels, you can contact us via Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Potty Plotters. We've got TikTok at The Potty Plotters. You can email us naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or check out our website pottyplotters.uk. The Plotcast Podcast with The Potty Plotters. So this week we're going to do something completely different and this episode is actually being brought to you from the premises of... The The Green Green Deco. So we're out and about and we're very excited to be so. I can't say that about everybody who's in our company. But before we get started, we just wanted to talk about a few things, including Julia, nets. What, your hair nets? No, not my hair nets, not fish nets, nor nothing. Good nets. nets. (laughs) Good nets at your window. I know you like to pull them back and peep at everybody. (laughs) Mine are around brassicas, my dear. But anyway, talk to me about nets because you never ever see them on any telly program and yet our allotments are full of them yeah it's curious isn't it that you never see them on the telly programs and yet we couldn't survive without them because if we didn't net over most of the produce we'd end up with nothing the birds would have them the um caterpillars would have them everything would have them apart from us so i don't know why they don't put them on the telly i think because Perhaps people complain that birds can get caught underneath them. But actually, if you if you anchor them down properly and make sure they're secure, they shouldn't allow the net, the birds in and, you know, they'll protect your crops. So what about the different types of nets then? Because we joked about grandma's nets at the windows. Yeah. But actually, they can come in quite useful, can't yeah, they? Yeah, so the ones that are very dense, the ones that haven't got any big holes in or anything, they're really good and you could use them in the same way that we would use, say, the EnviroMesh. So the EnviroMesh is really closely knitted together and that will protect against things like the carrot fly... Uh, the allium leaf miner cabbage white butterfly yes cabbage white butterfly um, anything like that that is going to go in and really damage your crops but you don't need to allow any pollinators in to pollinate your crops so it's no good putting it over your courgettes for instance because we need the pollinators on there but it's okay around the peas because they can self-pollinate exactly okay exactly so think about what you're netting whether you need a pollinator or not if you don't need a pollinator then i think the safest bet if you've got some is to go for the environment and it does keep for years and years and you can even put it in the washing machine if you don't like the fact that it's dirty Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk. Right, 
Right, it's also that time of year, Julia, where we are up and down people's drives, whether they like it or not, and people are actually closing their curtains, pretending not to be in, because we are giving things away. All the time we are up and down people's drives, neighbours, friends, whoever they might be, and they now get to the stage where they're pretending not to be there. But why am I saying it? Because of the recycling that we first talked about way back on episode one. I then said, and you did, collect all the things like um, that you get your tomatoes in, mushrooms in, fruit, all that kind of stuff. And my friends and family have been collecting them, as well as producer Gareth. He brings them every week, actually, doesn't he? I don't think he dare not, actually, no. because he's under orders, isn't he? And Obviously. we do use them. And as well as we use them for um, harvesting our crops into, we also use them for planting into. And we like to go out and do talks and get people planting in things that are readily available around the house. And we don't want it going in landfill, do we? Well, it's been brilliant because this week, for instance, I've been picking cultivated blackberries. I've taken um, tomatoes, small tomatoes, not as big as your tomatoes. But I've also taken salad tomatoes raspberries, black currants, uh, green beans that are purple, runner beans, um, cucumbers. I'm just thinking of everything else, but that's just a smattering of what I've taken off my plot. But I've put them all into the recycled containers and that's why I wanted to talk about them because they're brilliant because then you don't have to give people a carrier bag full of runner beans or something. You can just put them into the recycled containers. Good idea. I've also seen you recycling your bra recently, haven't I? I have, yeah. Didn't you come... Well, didn't I see you going into Kev's uh, polytunnel with a bra? I did, yeah. I needed some support. <laughs> Uh, it's the biggest butternut squash I've ever seen in my life. And it needed a bit of extra support, did it? It's a good yeah. job you went in and not me then, wasn't it? Well, what I'm going to do is I'll take a photograph and you'll see why I'm laughing. Because this butternut squash is something else, but it's very heavy. So that's why I thought I'd hang that on it. Yes. It's worked. So before you throw things away, think about other uses for them. Definitely. I'll tell you another thing. My fingers just come out, Ooh. Julia, is about milk bottles. Now, we have a milkman and um, also the jam jars that I've been oh, collecting because yeah. obviously I make jams and all kinds of stuff. But I've been cutting flowers. So I've got dahlias, zinnias, uh, lavender, cosmos, all kinds of things off the allotment. And all I've done is quite simply, do you remember when we were talking to um, Tina? That's the word. Tina Green? Yes, Tina. Tina Green from Green Blooms and um, she was talking as well about jam jars very on trend and all I've done is simply pop the flowers into jam jars and I've put them around the house you've put some in the beer garden I have yeah and don't they look lovely they do yeah so why not just try that at home don't take anybody else's flowers just your own top notch advice no latin included the potty plotters podcast Bulbs. I know it's a bit early, but I just wanted to talk to you about spring bulbs. Now then, it is quite warm outside, and what I don't want is anything sweating in your shed. Oh, God, no. <laughs> now, then, now then, the reason that I want to talk about bulbs is... At the moment, as I say, it's warm and I know that my bulbs, so I've got tulips, daffodils and alliums, and they're all stacked at the moment in um, boxes where the air can get through, which is really important. But now is the time to be just checking your bulbs because if you get one that is quite soggy and it's gone funny, 
I yeah. don't mean funny, ha-ha. I mean, it's gone rotten. Yeah. Take it out because it can spread very quickly across all of the spring bulbs. So check them now. Get all of the paper bits off and make sure that all of them are in good order. And uh, I think you need to be doing that, Julia. Why? Have you because been inspecting we, well, well, I'm just saying that there's a lot in that there tangerinery. So I think your time is now. Okay. You need to be sorting them okay. out. Okay, just check them. Yeah. We don't want any damp bits After either. we've done this, I'll go back and okay, check. Okay, make sure that you do. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Sponsored by The Green Deco. This episode of the podcast is being brought to you by The Green Deco. Suppliers of plants and shrubs to the trade and public at unbelievable prices. Find them by searching online for the Green Deco. That's spelt G-R-E-E-N-D-E-C-O. And they are linked to our social media. And what a lovely link, Julia, because sat opposite us is... And not only are we in their premises, but we've got Andy Woodhouse, who's the purchasing manager of The Green Deco. Hello, Andy. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And thank you for having us, I would say. And the biscuits are absolutely lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Tea and coffee. And can I just advise you to check her pockets before (laughs) she leaves? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not likely to have taken the biscuits. It's other people who are around us, Julia. Okay. Okay, then. Right, then, Andy. First of all, I just wanted to say we've just walked up your stairs. As we were coming through, we passed loads of machinery and um, what seems to be lots of plants, flowers and all kinds of things outside. What is the Green Deco? Uh, we supply um, the trade and the public with, uh, with plants and cut flowers, uh, mostly plants at this time of the year. And, uh, and that's what the machinery is used for. And what is the Green Deco? I mean, we've just been outside and there's loads and loads of different types of plants. Is it one specific or is it generic across the board? Things for the garden, things for the allotments? It's, um, it's the kind of thing that you would expect to see in a, uh, any garden centre. Um, but it is the trade that we supply. But now we've gone to serve the public. What is on trend this year? What are people really buying? What's flying off the shelves? Well, hydrangeas have made a massive comeback uh, this year. Uh, We're selling thousands of them. Uh, The new black is grass, uh, which is not popular with everyone, but uh, they're also uh, flying off the shelves. And berberis, all types of different berberis. Uh, which make the garden look wonderful. And it's the colours at this time of year. As we came in, there were whites, pinks that stand out from the crowd, don't they? So if somebody somewhere else in England wanted to order, say, for instance, let's go back to the hydrangea, how does that get from here over to them? Well, we're using a delivery service that uses all electric vans to be on the eco side. We've developed a box uh, that we can protect the plants uh, completely safely. Even doesn't matter who delivers it. Uh, That's brilliant. I mean, the, the thing for me is if it can be disguised, because anything that arrives at our house, if my husband even suspects that it's a plant, there's usually quite an inquest. So I'm hoping that um, we can do something around that. If necessary, draw a moustache on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning this year of uh, rehashing my plot. And what I want to 
do, Andy, is I want to put more fruit in because I do lots of fruit gins. In fact, I did some last night. I've done a cultivated blackberry gin. Absolutely beautiful. I've done all summer fruit vodkas and gins. And I also do red currant and black currant gin. Now, ironically, I don't actually drink a lot, but I also make <laughs> a lot of jam. I know, take some convincing. So what is it that the Green Deco have got that I might be interested in? Do a massive range of uh, fruit plants, berries, raspberries, blackberries, uh, gooseberries, everything. Do you make gooseberry gin? Gooseberry? Gooseberry? What's a gooseberry? I say gooseberry. Gooseberry. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can make gooseberry gin, yes. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Everything goes into gin, Andy. So, yeah, so we've got some and wonderful plants. as well. We've got some wonderful plants uh, in the, all of that range. When I was little, because I was once, we used to have loads of gooseberries, um, on me dad's garden he had a huge garden and there were loads and loads of gooseberries and all i remember is them being very big and airy and uh, not particularly pleasant to eat you know when you were kids and you used to nick them off the plants and then they used to screw your face up didn't they because they were yes. so sour and so bitter yeah so what has actually changed from those days because we want to get people away from those dreadful memories or nightmares what is it that now do you think has actually happened with the plants what's What's well, happening? They've, they've managed to breed uh, all the good stuff into a gooseberry. There's red gooseberries and green gooseberries. Um, and uh, they're just generally better quality and very high fruit yield as well. Something you were mentioning earlier was the fact that you've got some blueberries in. So I am chomping at the bit to get out. And that you've got some patio variety blueberries. Do you think that is the way forward now if people are wanting things for the home to grow fruit? Yes, they, uh, they're very high fruit yield as well, the, uh, the, tar the patio blueberry. Um, and they can be established anywhere in the garden, but they will go in a pot. Uh, so, yeah, they're very popular at the moment, they are. Going to go back to something you mentioned about selling to the trade. Now, when you say the trade, what do you mean? Like the, the gardeners that will come in and do home gardens? Are those the kind of people you well, sell, we sell to? Well, we sell to nurseries uh, on a large scale and the general public are welcome, welcome to come and have a look what we've got. So Andy we know that people kind of use TV programs like Gardener's World as inspiration for their gardens. When they see when people see something on Gardener's World are they then able to just go and, and buy it or does it take a while before things reach the market if there's something new on the market? How long would it take? Well television does have a massive influence on what people uh, what, what, what creates the trends. Uh, but it could take up to three years for um, a substantial amount of plants to be developed. So what you see uh, may not be uh, readily available uh, the following day. Which makes sense, doesn't it? Because we go to uh, Chelsea or we go to the big RHS shows, we see it, and of course most of us want it then and there, and it's not going to happen, that's the truth. Yes, uh, it could take three months for us to develop a contract, um, and then we're committed to having those particular plants and the trend might change within the three years and yes. trends do change yeah. colors change don't they i remember not so long ago where all of the gardens used to be white we went very white and green and we've moved back now into full color the kind of thing that you'd have painted as a child no matter what color it's got to be there and then we go in perhaps into textures you know when we go into textures and you talked about grasses at the moment mm. being very on trend it, it it ebbs and flows doesn't it yes it, really it does and butterflies and bees and uh, there's a thousand different reasons why people want to change their gardens 
Um, it's really difficult to follow that trend. What we should do, Julie, is let her loose anyway, is we let her loose and let's have a look downstairs as to what is available and what's on trend here. Let's go and have a look. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by the Green Deco. Right then, Julia, so let's just have a little old look as to some of the plants that we've got in front of us. Now, immediately I can see the gooseberry bush. Now, um, somebody said once that I was born under one, but it must have been a chuffing big one. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking, and I'm drawn to this grapevine. How about pressing our own grapes this year? Well, you can press whatever you like, my friend. It doesn't really matter. But certainly, uh, they have become very popular now, haven't they? Not only for the fruit, but also for the vine within flower arranging. Really? I did not know that. So this, it's multi-purpose because um, these are seeded grapes. And I'm not a massive fan of seeded grapes. But then if you're pressing them to make your own wine, that's fine. But if we can use them in the floristry as well, beautiful that's a winner so let's move along here and um, I'm just looking at some white berries now white berries when I've made jelly actually turn pink do they yeah honestly so they again look lovely but do you know how to tell the difference between a red currant and a black currant I do actually because I've been listening to you and I know what you need to do you need to rub your finger along the bark and if it smells of black currant it's a black currant but if it doesn't then we don't know it's either a white or red currant so let's do a blind test then Julia I'm going to move this plant now towards you Um, it's in a five litre pot it's quite heavy and it's just recently been watered so rub your hand across there and now smell your hand yes Okay, and now what I'm going to do is moving along here and uh, in front of me I can see another exactly, well it looks very similar actually, but it's in the same litre pot. Smells like Ribena. And there you go, that is the difference and you heard it here first, it works. And we've got some olive uh, trees in front of us that have been trained into standards. I feel very Mediterranean while I'm out here Andy, and will these actually crop proper olives? Yes, they will. Yes, they've got uh, fruit on now. And can they survive the windy conditions that we've been having? Yes, yeah, the Mediterranean. It's, it's always windy <laughs> in the Mediterranean, so yeah, that's fine. Brought you, Cos, ironically, to um, these trees. Now, I call them Christmas trees. Yes, they look like Christmas trees, but they've got no baubles on them. Not yet, because of course it's not Christmas. But the reason that I'm doing this is simply because I think that this is the bargain time. And if you're thinking ahead for Christmas, why not buy one of these beautiful plants now? There's all kinds of varieties and all kinds of colour. The beauty is that you don't have to put them in the garden and you don't have to put them in your living room because they're in such ginagorous pots they're in 10 litre pots why not just leave them in the pots and then you can put your baubles on them at christmas yeah they've got lovely shape to them and they're very decorative aren't they so even if you weren't using them for christmas they are lovely to look at now, I know Andy was talking about these earlier on, but the Berberus that are very popular, and I've already got one in, these gar- in my garden, and they're very good as a kind of deterrent for, ber- you know, for anyone trying to break into your house. It's a natural barrier, isn't it? Because it's very, very prickly. But look, you can see all these berries on it. That's perfect for the wildlife. And can the wildlife actually get on there, there, Julia? Because I can see loads of thorns. Yes, they're much cleverer than we are. 
Not a bad thing. Beautiful colour, though. They are. And don't, aren't, don't they look stunning? And they kind of change colour. So they start at this lovely green colour and then they go through to this, like, really vibrant, ready brownie colour and they're beautiful so we just walked uh, around the garden centre itself it's really busy outside and you might be able to hear the traffic as well and there's uh, people milling around and Julia is yeah, already oh yeah here we go now yeah. then what we've got is uh, Andy and Seb and we're going to see how these actually get from A to B so you've got a box in front of you Andy and um, it's a very tall box oh now then we've also got I mean we've come in the car haven't so we can take them home but you know just in case we want to sneak them in we could have them delivered and say someone had bought them for us as a present that's a really good idea julia so a huge box it's really tall about two foot tall and then what we've actually got is the plant that julia's got her eye on which is an echinacea beauty it is and all that you're going to do then is fold this piece of cardboard around the plant that looks very clever andy yeah. bye crikey Push it then from one end to the other, straight the way down, and there's some little twiddly bits oh, as well that you like push in. in holes for them. This ah. secures the pot into the box so that whenever it's thrown about, chucked or flung Look into a van. Oh, he's turning it upside down and it never fell out or anything. That's dead clever, that is. So. Oh, that's the kind of thing you do with a meringue, isn't it? You turn it <laughs> upside down over your head and we could have done that with that plant because it didn't drop out or no, anything. That's lovely. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's our own design and development and uh, this is how we do, uh, deliver plants all over the country. Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters Plotcast. Right, hints and tips then for this week, Julia. The oh, come on, then, one, you're full of them. I know, I yeah. know. Well, I can't help it, and particularly because of where we are today, and you've already mentioned nets. Where do you keep your nets up the plot? Um, I just tend to stuff them in the greenhouse. I thought that you did, yeah, mm. scruffy moose. Right then, what <laughs> I actually do is I fold mine up neatly, and you know those old plastic black dustbins that you get with lids? Oh, yeah. I've got one of those up the plot. So what I'm recommending to everybody is if you want to keep your nets neat and tidy, fold them up and put them in the dustbin. That's a good idea, because actually I had a mouse obviously nibbling in my nets because there was hole in them. So that's a good idea, put them in a dustbin. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to have two hints and tips but I'm going to give this anyway oh, because yesterday yeah. somebody was talking to me about beetroot and it's staining your hand did you know that if you screw the leaves off the top yeah. and you peel the beetroot whilst it's warm it won't stain your hands really it's true Thanks again to the Green Deco for sponsoring this episode and for putting up with us today. I'm really sorry if we took too long, but nevertheless, Julia's car is now rammed, so we're both going back to the plots and we're very, very happy. Julia, um, where can I hide plants when I get home, do you think? Well, I would hide them at the allotment to start off with and then filter them into the house. What, like you do clothes in your wardrobe? Yeah. I've had them for ages. Yeah. All right, then, let's have a go. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters, sponsored by The Green Deco, is an Amberland Media production.